2: Hi, Bonnie. Hey there. Welcome to Diddy TV. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Thanks for joining us. Yep. And um, so I hear you're from Arkansas. That's right. Yeah. Where in Arkansas are you from?
2: I'm from a little town in uh, central Arkansas. It's called Searcy.
1: I have been to Searcy. Oh, really? I have been.
2: (laughs) It is the center of the universe in some ways.
1: It is. I actually had family from Elmira, Arkansas. Okay. Near Stuttgart, Arkansas. Yeah.
2: I know where Stuttgart is. Yeah. Duck country. Yeah. Cool. So being from
1: Arkansas, I hear your family actually had a music store. Yes. What was like? What was that like growing up with a, a music store in your family?
2: It was so cool because uh, music was just really important to all of us in the family, and there were tons of instruments at home and at the store that I could just pick up and play, and tons of people jamming and hanging around all the time. So it was a really active musical scene.
1: Did your parents play music, or did they just in the uh, music business?
2: Yeah, they all played, and, uh, but they, no one else really actually went for a career as a professional musician. Maybe some people my grandparents' generation, but they just played for fun, and mostly were in the retail business of the instruments. That's really cool.
1: Um, and so what were some of the influences you had by, by um, kind of growing up with that and being in Arkansas and being in the South? What are some of the influences that you had on your music?
2: Um, I feel like Arkansas is really interesting because we get bluegrass music, we get the blues, we get the Cajun music coming from the south, and then all the Texas western swing music from Texas and, of course, gospel. So it's kind of like a melting pot of musical influence, and uh, I feel like I even got a lot of classical training, but... Just some of the musicians that would hang around, too, were also classically trained. So I feel like I kind of heard every every style of the South and beyond.
1: You were vocally classically trained, right? In right. opera? or Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: okay. Tell me how you got from opera to Ameripolitan. <laughs> to outlaw country. To outlaw country.
2: I feel like country music was just the natural um, music that came out when I started writing and playing uh, without... Someone kind of telling me how to use my talent or my voice, which was great through school. I loved the direction, but it was really nice to break free and just do what I wanted to do. And it's just naturally what I started uh, writing when I wanted to write about my own feelings and everything. So um, I just loved opera. I mean, I I studied it for about seven years and uh, loved it. Still love it. Uh, it's kind of. It's not as if it's either or for me. It's always so, sort of happening on both levels with classical and country. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just it. As a musician, you can love all
1: kinds of music. Right. But then wh- what is that? What is your voice? And y- you found your voice with and Right. And um, ha- what, what kind of subjects do you write about? What is your typical sort of song about?
2: I think a lot of my songs are about family um, and just feeling... I write some songs about feeling empowered and free, which is really interesting. I never thought of that as a big statement as a woman, but in these times that we're in, a lot of people have identified with some of the songs I've written with sort of the movements that are happening. Um, and I never really thought about it that way. I was just writing what I felt, which is so cool and, and natural about every everyone and how they relate to an artists and their music. So, I, yeah, I like to sing about freedom and, um, you know, like I said, the past kind of nostalgic stuff, typical country music stuff, <laughs> drinking wine. Do you feel
1: like Ameripolitan sort of lends itself to being a little more creative with your lyrics and your music as opposed to, say, more a more pop country sort of uh,
2: genre? Yeah, I think so. Like last night at one of the shows, um, Carolyn Sills was singing and she sang a rendition of an E.E. Cummings poem that they put to music as a country band. And that is just so cool. Yeah, I think there's more freedom in this whole scene than there would be, let's say, in a Nashville songwriting round and your last album was was it
1: forever is that was that your last album that's the new album that's the new album mm-hmm. okay yeah oh good I did my research <laughs> yeah you did okay. you did a lot of research yeah when um when does forever come out when can we February hear February
2: 16th uh so that's right around the corner and right after we leave Memphis we're going to Austin to start the tour and go up to the what uh, I'm sorry the east coast and back so now, where did
1: you record forever
2: we recorded it in Dale's studio in Austin, the Ameripolitan Studios on his uh, property there in Austin. So, and Chris Burns was the engineer, and my Austin-based band was the band in house for it. So, it's, it was it was really cool. We uh, we were in the studio for two days. That's it with the full band that's and incredible. cut 13 tracks. So, we were raring to go, <laughs> obviously. And Chris Burns is great. At, keeping it rolling. What
1: did he bring to the table? I mean, you, you obviously are a musician, you have your band, you've practiced, then you go in the studio and you have an engineer and there you got someone sort of giving you some pointers and so what 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 made him, you know, make your music different, I should say.
2: He was really respectful of any decisions that I wanted to make and where it was going. I think what what he added more than anything was just Uh, the authenticity of a kind of a Texas uh, sound with all the equipment and the way the rooms were set up and then he also really moved us along I think we would only do a song at the most three times and then that was always kind of his trick was listen back no more than three times play it through no more than three times so it was this really cool new way of recording for me think that might be the biggest thing he did for me is keep it short keep it moving
1: <laughs> well and that's important when you're in the studio right totally
2: yeah you don't want to get go down a rabbit hole and lose perspective so that was awesome yeah so what are some of the songs about on forever you know forever is like a concept album because the song forever comes back four times on the album and the song forever is is about life on the road and um love, loss, um, sort of, yeah, the crossing over the great divide, all of this big, big heavy theme kind of stuff. So, um, I think that sort of carries through the album. There's, uh, there's some really hot, fast tracks about being on the road or being empowered or, um, I do a duet with Dale Watson that's sort of a fantastical, uh, outlaw song like a Bonnie and Clyde theme and that just came came out of nowhere and was just a fun one so there's fun ones there's lighthearted ones but then there's this theme throughout of sort of hopeful idea of love lasting forever so that's kind of what it's about and
1: I assume you'll be touring Mm -hmm. uh, to support the album yeah and what's your favorite part about touring
2: I think my favorite part is just Bringing the music to life every night with the band, you know, it's it's so cool to just jam and be together and see S- just see how it all falls together every night. It's cool
1: in front of a live audience uh-huh. and, and feel see how they energy. respond. Yeah, yeah to, uh-huh. to the en- energy to the to the music. Mm-hmm. Well, we're really really looking forward to uh, the debut of the album. Can't thank wait. You. We've heard a few snippets, so thank you. Um, very excited about that, and we really appreciate you coming by. And uh, can't wait to um, see you at the uh, at, throughout the Meripolitan Wars. Thank you.
2: Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Thanks, Money. <laughs> yeah.